SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Live from Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. I'm a soul man. Hey, folks, glad to be with you from Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, Vegas Sportsbook Radio, and really excited as we race towards football season, doing weekend editions of Vegas Sportsbook Radio, college football, and NFL football. And we're really fortunate to have great guests in this college football edition. Mark Lawrence from PlaybookSports.com is going to do a MAC conference preview, the Mid-American Conference, a conference you want to pay attention to because a lot of these games are going to be standalone weeknight nationally televised games back third of the season. Love the smaller conference. A lot of parity in that league. It's a lot of fun. And Kenny White from KennyWhiteSports.com is going to be with us here to get the fun started, and he's also going to join us on our NFL edition this weekend. KennyWhiteSports.com, a brand-new website about to be launched, but the Kenny White Sports College football power ratings and NFL power ratings magazines available on newsstands, Barnes and Noble, all around the country, Gambler's Bookstore in Las Vegas. It's a great magazine, and you can do the power ratings work right along during the season making your own numbers, and that's a lot of fun. Welcoming in Kenny White, getting close to college football, buddy, and after a weird year and some teams that only played a handful of games and the roller coaster ride that was COVID, hoping against hope. This is a college football season, Kenny, that has real integrity where that helps you along the way with your power ratings, right? Yeah, Jim Bryan, it really does. Um, This is going to be one of the best college football seasons of all time. Uh, I think it's going to be the year of the upset. And you'll find me on a lot of live underdogs this year. I'm, I'm interested to listen to Mark um, talk about the Mid-American, one of my favorite conferences. I'll tell you what, Brian, I have three quarterbacks in the top 12 and four in the top 22 in college football coming from the Mid-American Conference. I'll go deeper. Uh, well, not deeper, shorter. One guy, Dustin Crum, mm-hmm. I have rated the fourth best quarterback in the entire country. Uh, he's at t- uh, Kent State. Yeah, oh, Kent State's an offensive machine, and it'll be interesting to see what he does. And I love that conference, Kenny, and we'll do the deep dive with Mark, but to get your take on it before we get to Mark, you mentioned quarterbacks have come out of this conference and fared very well in the National Football League, and the MAC is an absolute springboard for coaches that end up getting the power five jobs. Yeah, you're right. We've seen a lot of guys come out of the Mid-American Conference and uh, get big jobs. Uh, The latest maybe uh, P.J. Fleck. Uh, I know there's several others maybe after him because it's been four years now, but he's done a really nice job at at, uh, Minnesota. His ball club, Western Michigan, kind of suffered a couple years without him, and they had some about, you know, average football seasons this year. I have Western Michigan, the best team in the West, uh, with Ball State and Toledo right there. It should be a great three-team race, and I know you – uh, know this conference well because Buffalo's in it. And, hey, they're back again. Really well coached. Uh, it's a good football team. I think uh, Buffalo's got a shot to win the Mid-American Conference this year, Brian. Well, they're talented, Kenny. The one thing which is very concerning, though, Leopold builds this thing up and to the point of recruiting and they're competing for championships. Leopold gets the job at Kansas. I'm a little concerned you get a new coach linguist in there um, who gets 
to take over the program. But Leopold, he took the entire staff with him to Kansas. Really tough on the kids with no continuity and to learn a whole new staff. That can be pretty daunting. That is, that is you know, you're right. That is very daunting. But I'll tell you one thing. They, they have a solid offensive line. Yep. Uh, one of the best in the league. And they've got Kevin Marks coming back. I know that Jared Patterson was a tremendous running back. Uh, a great running back. An NFL guy. Uh, Kevin Marks is just as good. And he's going he's gonna to have a great year, I think, this year. So a lot of defensive players back. 12 guys with 350 snaps or more in the football field. Buffalo's defense is going to be solid this year. Hey, Patterson, uh, he was in the Heisman discussion, to be honest with you, last year. But the thing that was crazy, Patterson had a couple of 300-yard games. But in those same games, the Marks kid is now who's the stud. He was a 100-yard rusher in a lot of games. And believe me, they used him a lot last year. Well, this is hard to do. You've got a a guy that's mentioned in the Heisman race who runs for over 1,072 yards in six games and scores 19 touchdowns. There's no time for anybody else, but all Marks did, he ran for 741 yards in seven (laughs) games. He averaged averaged over 100 yards a game with with an NFL guy in front of him. The one thing about a league like this, Kenny, is parity is the word, but it's, it's a very cyclical league where they kind of take turns at the top. So every year, your words, you've, you, since as long as I've known you, every game is a snowflake. In the MAC, every season is a snowflake. You got that right. Uh, we know quarterback play is always going to be important, but we, we've seen a lot of these teams, you know, looking at the sta- my standings, uh, some years you could turn them upside down. I have Bowling Green in the bottom of the East. Some years they've been very good. Northern Illinois, they're in the bottom of the West. We can just remember it wasn't, wasn't long ago, three years ago, they were the, the best team in the Mid-American Conference. And, you know, that it goes to coaching. You talk about coaching, coaches leaving, and that's uh, uh, the Northern Illinois coach left and got a good job. That was uh, Rod Carey went to Temple. All right, Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. The Kenny White College Football Power Ratings Magazine is out. We're going to take a break. Mark Lawrence is coming up in a little bit with the full MAC conference preview. But I really want to talk to Kenny about the transfer portals and the unique nature of the 2021 college football season. It's going to be interesting for me to find out from Kenny how the power ratings are going to shift around with a lot of new quarterbacks going to new programs. Fun to do this with you. It is our college football edition of Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Thrilled to be with you, Sirius 204, and along the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio, our college football weekend edition, Sirius Channel 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Kenny White is with us, KennyWhiteSports.com, and the magazines, Kenny, College and Pro Football. Go ahead, tell the folks about the magazines and the power rating aspect of it, the unique nature of it, and the fact that the players actually, they kind of become you know, akin to what you're doing because they can make the adjustments from game to game in the magazine. 
Yeah, thank you very much, Brian, for uh, having me on today and, and the opportunity to talk about the magazine. And it's one of my passions. You know, I've been doing it, making my own book up every year and uh, individual player power ratings. I start with a great foundation to get a, a really solid team rating. And the book is meant to be a workbook to uh, adjust that rating from week to week. I mean, I've already made adjustments and I'm going to make a lot more in the month of uh, August because of that transfer portal we're, we're going to talk about in a little while. But um, I'm going to give you an opportunity to be your own odds maker. Uh, I've given you a great starting power rating and it's up to you to adjust that rating from game to game. Uh, and and uh, also a way to make totals. If you've never made totals before, I've got an under and over rating for every team, but you have to use my chart in the front of the book. You can't just add the two together. You add the two together, you go to the chart, you find out what the number is, and then that makes the total because two low scoring teams, you don't want to be too high on. Two high scoring teams, you don't want to be too low on. And that, that uh, calculation, it's really an algorithm that I built and I really simplified it for you to use those two ratings and bring together it. You can get the magazine at KennyWhiteSports.com or go to Barnes & Noble or BAM, Books a Million in the Southeast. Make your own numbers. That way you can make them before the line's even up. You just got to make sure you adjust and want, look over every team after every game they played. If, you don't, if you're not able to do that, we do have actually, we will have updated power ratings on the website and that's a monthly charge of $19.99. We'll get you those updated ratings. You can do it on your own and then compare to mine as well to see where you're at, where you're off, where you may have made a mistake, where you're right all the time. Kenny, to that end, about the adjustments, as long as I've known you and uh, the years are adding up, you always said of all the things you do, the biggest adjustment in any sport was week one to week two in college football because there's spring practices. You never get to see them. I've got to believe, I think it's a fair assumption. You tell me. This year, is it week one to week two to week three? And it maybe even bleeds out for a month with so many guys that didn't play last year. I want to also ask you at some point about the guys with the six-year of eligibility, but all these QBs from the transfer portal, how fluid will the adjustments from a power ratings perspective, B, in the first month of the college football season. It's unlike any other year, isn't it? It is. Oh, this is uh, going to be amazing. This is going to be the greatest year ever because of all the experience coming back. 1,600 players uh, that should not be here that are seventh, sixth, or fifth-year seniors. And then you have the transfer portal that's just growing by leaps and bounds. Every year, these kids are trying to find a better opportunity from where they were at. And they're moving all over. There's uh, so many different players uh, that have transferred. La last year, Brian, I, I really learned a lesson. It was the first time I ever saw this, that the season started. And about six weeks in, I started seeing different names in the box score and thinking, I got to get new rosters. And when I collected the new rosters in October, there was over 300, 400, I think the number was closer to closer, rounding it off, 400 players that were not on the roster in July, June or July, that showed up in August at a new destination. That was the most I've ever seen. This year, I think it's going to double. There will be 800 new players on rosters in August that were not on the rosters in June and July. The transfer portal across the board, but let's go specific to the most important position on the field. So many quarterbacks in the transfer portal and the challenge of making the adjustments, depending on what conference a guy goes from the Big Ten, maybe he goes to the Sun Belt, or from a smaller conference goes to a tougher conference to try to gauge 
the strength of competition they've been facing and what they're about to do. And I know, see, what I love about what you do, Kenny, is with an open mind, a team could lose a game against a superior foe, lose a close football game, but your rating on that team would go up because, hey, they were way better than I thought they were. So it's not like a poll where a team just plummets, but individually gauging the caliber of competition a quarterback's facing when he joins a new league, got to be quite challenging. Yeah, it is. It is. And you, you have to make those adjustments as quick as possible, like you said, uh, between week one and week two. Most teams show their most improvement between week one and week two. So I've got to be sharp on my adjustments. Uh, these new players moving around. I can just give you a couple names that have transferred. Uh, Jordan McLeod transferred. He's at Arizona. Uh, James Blackman was at Florida State. He's at Arkansas State now. TJ Stout is at, at uh, Colorado is another good name. Um, Nikosi Perry was at Miami. He's now at uh, Florida Atlantic. Mackenzie Milton was at Central Florida. He's at Florida State. You know, that's just the beginning. Luke McCaffrey was at Michigan. He's now at uh, Louisville. Grant Gunnell was at Arizona. He's, he's at uh, Memphis. Anthony Russo is at Temple. He's going to be the starting quarterback at Michigan State. So I just took you from A to M. And, boy, that's a lot of guys <laughs> that are going to be at a new school being the starting quarterback. So it, it just makes things that much more interesting. And I always say this. The more change there is, the better for the better. Right. It's worse off of the bookmaker. The bookmaker likes to everything to stay status quo. When it changes, it's good for us. You know, I don't know if this is a leap of faith, this analogy, but it, college hoops, and we saw this up close with UNLV. It was, it was a wonderful program. Lon Kruger was here. We know the Wayback Machine, how great they were. But then Lon Kruger had lots of success, as he always does, and they've fallen on really hard times. He built a team, and then you had a philosophy where teams were going, specifically, let's say UNLV, they were going for the one and done, and the guy's going to go to the NBA, and were, the team was never any good. And I think in college football this year, what I'm saying, I would, like I say for UNLV in basketball, hey, become more of a butler. Forget the, the one and done. Build a team that grows and plays together, and you get continuity. And I think the same thing this year in college football with these seniors that are getting an extra year of eligibility, comfort level with the coaches, know what they're doing, another year bigger, stronger. I think you're going to see some teams that are going to be really shocking because of the extra year of eligibility. Yes, you are. Experience sometimes is the great equalizer. And these kids have played together now four years. That makes them that much better as a team that you guys, they got guys that know each other. So when you look at 1,600 football players that shouldn't have been there, 130 teams, it's more than 10 guys per team. It's five guys on offense, five guys on defense that wouldn't have been there. My average rating is 100, 100 Brian, and I've, I've made my system to work that way. It's crept up a little bit over the years to, to be, you know, 101 in that range. This year, the average college football team, 104 and a half. Everybody's better across the board. But not everybody, not the great teams. The great teams are where they're at because they didn't bring back those players. They just moved up their younger players, their five stars, four stars, that, didn't, that don't have experience that are going to fill in now. They're great players, just they don't have the same experience. So this is going to be a very, very interesting season. We've got about 30 seconds for you here, Kenny, on this one. The, the, you don't want to be – a smart way to do this is you don't want to be knee-jerk in your reaction. 
this year it might be a little bit different. Go, boy, I thought I was right about this, but maybe not. <laughs> you don't want to be knee-jerk this year? No, I'm saying you don't want to be knee-jerk, but you may have to make big adjustments bigger than you've ever made before. I'm not looking forward to doing that. I really, I'm, I'm trusting my ratings, you know, because the way I do it, my individual player ratings give me a, a very solid foundation. Yep. Um, I, I may, may jump if, if I got to move a team up two points after week one and then they overachieve again. You know, I hate to move them another two. I usually move them a point, point. Now, but it all depends on what type of game they play. I mean, right. I go through the box score to yep. figure out if they ran it well, threw it well, where they did. So, yeah, it could be, it could be Brian. Never know. Every year's different. I'm up against a break. Kenny will come back with us later in the show. Mark Lawrence joins us next with a Mac Conference preview. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Find out some news and notes and nuggets on these conferences and individual teams that you'll remember you heard and you'll be able to step up to the plate, be it an over and under. Uh, some of the stuff we'll tell you today. And, of course, we archive it all for you at sportsbookradio.com. So, Mark, we're going to talk about the MAC, And I love the Mid-American. And the one thing about this conference, one of the many reasons you want to get to know these guys is there's going to come a point in the back third of the season where these games are prominent as standalone games on national television during the week. Yeah, and much to their credit, they do just that. ESPN, uh, you know, fills in a lot of the uh, weekday games with the MAC Conference, and it gets them a ton of exposure, which is good for both ESPN and the MAC Conference. Uh, so we've come to know them better that way. We've come to know them before the ESPN got involved just simply by the fact that this conference is really well known for producing quarterbacks, surprising quarterbacks that maybe flew under the radar. But it goes all in all, Brian, with a lot of what we talk about with some of these unsung teams or unsung conferences, uh, the MAC basically gets Big Ten scraps, uh, players that just weren't quite uh, high enough on the Big Ten recruiting list, and they end up signing, staying locally home in, within the MAC conference, and they play with a chip on their shoulder, and uh, they end up being surprising football teams. And we've got one or two of them that we'll talk about this year that I think have a potential to make a lot of noise this season. All right, a couple little overview footnotes for this conference. Uh, it's a bizarre analogy. It's cool because it really has a Rubik's Cube quotient to it. It's the NFC East of college football. It's tough to repeat as the champ in this conference. Yeah, to say the least. I mean, you got to go back to the 2011-2012 season to find the last time that there was a repeat champion in the MAC conference. Ball State won the conference last year. They come back as the defending champion this year, so they'll have you know, that to try and chop down this year. They got a really deeply experienced squad. We'll talk about that in just a bit. But, you know, Ball State has been here five times when they've won a MAC conference title and have never come back to repeat. So if that ends up being the case again this year, that means that this MAC conference is going to be wide open this year. 
And I think that will indeed be the case. We'll have a wide-open MAC conference in 2021. And that being said, don't overly fall in love with them and you get to watch them and play because it is buyer beware when you get to bowl season. Yeah, they kind of play their hearts out during the season, whether it's against each other or outside the conference, but uh, they kind of take it on the chin when it gets to be bowl season. I think they're paired up against you know the guys who are either from, if not Power 5 conferences, the upper tier of Group of 5 conferences, but they're just 21-50. and 50 in bowl games since 2008, and even worse, 6-26 and 26 against teams of a loss. So play on the MAC early on in the season, during the season, but maybe put the stop sign up when it comes bowl season. All right. Projected season win total for Akron is 2.5. We start in the east. We go alphabetically. Only one win mark in the last 23 games. They've been kind of the doormat here. Yeah, they sure have. And, you know, uh, you know, Tom Arth was hired. He's a head coach who did a lot of good things from my hometown in Cleveland, Ohio, with you know one of the better schools there, Cleveland St. Ignatius, you know, who's uh, one of the top high schools around the country. But coaching high school and coaching college football are almost two different givens. And the main reason is is they just can't keep up and recruit with everybody. Uh, if you look at 15 of Akron's 17 losses under Arth, have been by double-digit margins. That's not real good. Uh, but I think they're going to be better than they've been in the past. Uh, you're talking about a team that had 32% of their starts last year made by freshmen. And that gets back to this adage that we have about playing these young underclassmen. They only get better, more experienced the following year. So two and a half wins, can, can they get over that? I think the oddsmakers put a real good number up there on them. If it would have been two or less, I would say for sure over. But I think Akron will improve this football season. And for Bowling Green, for many of us, and they're included, 2020 was a season to forget. Yeah, this program has really had the bottom drop out on them. It wasn't all that long ago. Bowling Green was one of the top-tier teams inside the MAC conference, and uh, you know that all went out the window, uh, if you will. You, you can go back. I think uh, maybe Dino Babers helped get them there. It was his last year in 2015 when I think they won nine or ten games. But he left, and everything's bottomed out of this program since. And if you take a look at uh, what they haven't done, my goodness. Uh, they can't they put it in the end zone. No, you can't. I mean, you're 126th in red zone offense one year, 125th in defense. And in turnover margin, you're 127th. Those are all numbers of bad football teams. And uh, 126th, 28th, 109th, and 116th in red zone offense. Scott Leffler has got to do a better job finding here that way this year. And uh, we, we called this out in our write-up with them, and it was from our good friend Bill Conley from ESPN. He called out the fact that to show you how bad this Bowling Green football team has been, their tight ends caught more passes last season than mm-hmm. all their wide receivers combined caught. That's never a good sign here either. Their win total is one-and-a-half wins this year. Um, obviously, they didn't smell a win last year. We only played five games, but we're waxed in every football game. They have a difficult time finding two wins this year. Believe me, what Buffalo has done with this football program the last decade is really, really impressive. And Lance Leopold deserved a lot of credit for that. He went to Kansas, but Mark, he took all the coaches with him, and the new man at the helm is Maurice Lindquist. You know what has me scratching my head here, Brian? And, uh, you know, before Leopold left, 
there was a lot of talk about Buffalo being the team to beat here in the MAC this year. There was still a lot of talent left there, but my goodness, I mean, he just cleaned the cupboards when he left. Took all the coaches, and uh, not only that, but he had a, a handful of players transferred out over to Kansas as well. And it just leaves me to wonder what's left there in Buffalo. They still have a decent win total for them, and I don't know if that's based upon the expectancies of the players that they thought or they do have coming back, but I think it'll be very, very difficult without Leopold here this particular football season here. They got 15 starters back, but, you know, the truth of the matter is most of the other teams in the conference have more than what they, Buffalo has coming back here this Usually, year. though, Mark, I mean, They've got a great running game, and they, they had a decent quarterback, but a big, powerful offensive line. They should be able to run the football. And they did score 43 points a game last year. Yeah, they did. They lit it up uh, 7.3 yards of play. They did all the good things last year, but a lot of that key, key personnel either graduated or went to Kansas with Leopold, and he replaces his offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, offensive line, linebacker coach, and quarterback coach. That's a clean haul, a clean sweep for this Buffalo staff here. I think it's rebuilding here again. I'm not going to call it Bowling Green again in the making when Dino Babers left, but I think Buffalo is going to struggle here, especially getting into that eight-and-a-half season win total. Let's go to Kent State. We know they can score. Yeah, they sure can. Uh, this is a Kent State football team. I talked about quarterbacks, and you know this formerly being uh, the conference of quarterbacks. It's what Eric Parzegian dubbed them back in the day. We see it with Ben Roethlisberger, uh, who was a backup quarterback in high school, but he made it to Miami O, and now look what he's done with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They got a quarterback here on this team here in Kent State. His name is Dustin Crum, and remember that name because this kid may be a National Football League quarterback. He's really, really ignited the offense for this football team here, and he's put this program back on the map. They don't recruit real well because they're Kent State, but they're bringing a ton of people back here, 10 stutters on both sides of the ball. And if you look at the number one ranked team in the country in scoring offense, total offense last year, it was Kent State. With all these players coming back here this year, they're going to be the type of a football team. Their season win total is five, and a lot of that's attributable to Crum. That I think teams in the MAC conference will not want to play. I think Kent State makes big strides and makes it to a bowl game this year. Miami's got a quarterback in Brett Gabbert, but they got a lot of experience all over the place. Yeah, they do, and uh, you know this is a threat out of this division here because uh, the, most of the talent resides in the other side of the division here. But this is a threat here with the four and a half win team that could win this division in Miami. They've been there before; they've done that with 19 starters coming back here this year. You mentioned Gabbard's brother, Brett Gabbard, playing Gabbard's brother here. He was MAC Freshman of the Year in 2019. Not a lot of games uh, sample size uh, from when he did play or when Miami played last year, but. A ton of experience coming back for this team. Well-coached football team here. I think Miami's going to be in the run inside this division. And what do we do with Ohio? They only were able to play three games last year. Well, I think the biggest thing with Miami this year was the sudden announcement of retirement of Frank Solich, who's done such a terrific job with this football program here. You know, he started his career in my hometown in Cleveland, Ohio. He was a small running back, but he was first team All-Ohio running back. He made it to Nebraska as a fullback. He weighed 160 pounds if he was soaking wet, but he played with Nebraska as a fullback. He coached at Nebraska, and he come over to Ohio University and put this program right back on the map. Unfortunately, he has health problems 
problems. He had to take a sudden step to retirement here, and now they're going to have to regroup. I have a feeling here personally that they're going to dedicate this football season here to Frank Solich because he was so well-liked. He did a great job in recruiting everything. Uh, don't count this football team out here. Uh, you take a look. The 33 games they played have been decided by a touchdown or less the last seven seasons. They'll be in every game they play. Real quick, Mark, who wins the QB battle? Uh, the QB battle at, uh, you're talking about Ohio U? Yeah. Well, you know, it's either it's either going to be obviously uh, Curtis Rourke or Armani Rogers. Rogers, as you know from Vegas, has got a ton yep. of talent, but I think it'll end up being Curtis Rourke. All right. We're going to come back and talk about the West Division of the MAC. Love talking college football with Mark Lawrence, playbooksports.com. Uh, Glad to be with you. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with you. It is Vegas Sportsbook Radio talking college football. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. We're focused on the Mid-American, the MAC Conference, doing our conference preview with our pal Mark Lawrence from PlaybookSports.com. And the Playbook magazine is spectacular. Mark, give them all the lowdown on the goodies. Well, the magazine right now is available nationwide at newsstands at Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and other local newsstands in Vegas. Our friends at the Gamblers Book Club just reordered the magazine, so they're selling really rather well there. So if you can't get to the Vegas Gamblers Book Club or you're listening uh, on Sirius Radio and you want to get a copy, log on at playbooksports.com, and we can ship a copy out to you by way of priority mail. Sounds outstanding. Let's get to the West Division of the MAC again. We go alphabetic. And let's start with Ball State, where their head coach is starting to kick it into gear from a recruiting perspective. Yeah, he's doing a masterful job recruiting, and uh, it's starting to show uh, just that way. It got him, in fact, a new contract, uh, justifiably so. And if you look up and down at this football team's schedule this year, uh, not only do they have a bunch of key super seniors coming back to this football team, uh, a lot of the key positions as well, but this recruiting job that he's done here, he's going from number 90 down to number 95 from 123rd in the rankings in one year. He's really, really pounding the pavement and getting it done. Ball State could be the team on the rise to watch. We talked about them winning it last year. Can they repeat this year? That remains to be seen, but they've only got two opponents on their schedule this year that had winning records last year. Stevie, you've been talking about this for a long time leading up to college football. The seniors, they're going to get that extra year of eligibility, how big that can be. Yeah, well, you, you, that's experience, and the experience plays, right? And this is the case, is it not, Mark? I mean, with Ball State, you call them super seniors. Well, they're super seniors uh, because, one, you know, they're allowed to do just that. That's the label they have. But these super seniors in this team are really good players. It amounts to 20 starters 
that restarted last year. They're back this year, 10 on both sides of the football, and a lot of those being key players, quarterback Drew Pitt, their wide receiver Justin Hall, uh, back on the defense. Uh, so there's a lot to like about this football team here. They're, they're going to end up being one of the teams right down the stretch to possibly win the West Division. Win some football games, Mark, but they've not been uh, you know, shooting flares into the sky from an ATS perspective. No, what they tend to do if they have an Achilles heel, Brian, is they play down to the level of opposition under Mike New when they take on 500 or less opponents. Uh, they're just six and eighteen to the spread. They got to pick that up. You know, they got to make every game play like it's a playoff game or a Super Bowl type thing. And if they can do that, uh, like I say, they could end up being the team to beat in this division. All right, let's move on to Central Michigan, where Jim McElwain has really got things going the right way from a recruiting perspective. It looks great on paper, Mark, but you got to make it work between the lines. Yep, uh, you know that's Mick. It's a head scratching time right there for this football team because, you know, when he came in, uh, you know, with a lot of fanfare and uh, rightfully so, you know, from his job at Florida and everything that he's done in the past, and it paid off immediately for this football program. Uh, we saw what exactly what they did in his first year. They had an eight win bowl season after he inherited a one win team, but last year. Uh, it was it was not very good. A, a three-win team that allowed more yards than they gained. Suddenly, he's got to roll up his sleeves and go back to work and get some uh, get the job done here this football season here. But he's also doing what he needs to do, and that's improving the recruiting. Went up 25 notches in recruiting, so it's going to ultimately end up paying off for him. And he's got a quarterback that come in transferred from Washington in the portal. His name is Jacob Sermon, uh, who I think is going to be instant offense for this football team. So uh, don't give up on this team because they only won three of their six games last year. I think they're going to be a nice football team again this year. You say you really like their secondary, huh? Yeah, their secondary is really, really uh, one of the best in the conference here. And you know, when you can when you can do just that, uh, you look at what they've done here. They've allowed uh, last year they allowed almost 300 yards passing, and that's going to ultimately end up improving here because they got a lot of experience and a lot of depth coming back in the secondary. All right, let's move on to Eastern Michigan. This is a team with a lot of experience, and the one good thing is if they get it close to the goal line, this is a team knows how to put it in. Yeah, that's you know when you can <laughs> when, when when you know how to work the red zone offense and be able to capitalize on that, it ends up being wins, and that's exactly what it was for this football team. Twenty eight out of twenty eight times, number one in the country last year in red zone offense last football season here. So you have to like that, at least for starters for this football team. And again. A lot of experience coming back in the MAC this year. Twenty starters back here, but remember, you can take that maybe with a grain of salt because they didn't play a lot of games last year. But it was still experience. Whether they played three games, five games, or six games, it's still experience, and they've got a ton of it coming back with this football program here. Eastern Michigan is a program on the rise. All right, I have no reason to doubt this number's correct, but if it's right, my eyes are popping out of my head from the stat you will like category mark. This is an ATM machine. Well, especially under Chris Creighton, their head coach, who I really, really like. He was a highly recruited assistant when he came in here. Uh, a lot of fanfare, uh, but he's doing the job done, at least for us who wager on these games. On the road, off a loss, Eastern Michigan, 20-4 and four against the spread. 15-0 and 0 the last 15 under Chris Creighton. Say that Mark again. That 
I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I'm serious. Mario, I'm, that's why I'm telling people when you listen to these conference previews, this is stuff you can apply at the end of October. Exactly. Uh, even all all season long, just you know, put him on the road off a loss. He does not like losing. He doesn't take to it well at all. Put him on the road, most likely a dog. Twenty and four to the spread, <laughs> away off a loss, fifteen in a row. That's the great job that Chris Creighton's doing with this program. Build yourself a chalkboard in your living room and just write down uh, when Eastern Michigan loses a football game and run to the window and see are they playing on the road next week. That's what all you need to do. Put them on the road, ship them out off of a loss, and let them bring the money back home. With them. That is unbelievable. All right, let's go to Northern Illinois. A very young team and another team that's gone to the transfer portal for the most important position on the field. Yeah, they've done just that. Uh, you know, 19 starters back, but a lot of it transfer portal type stuff. Uh, 71% of their roster uh, is underclassmen. Uh, in 2020, which, again, that goes to my old adage, you know, they're going to be experienced for all of what it is that they did. One of those transfers that comes in at the portal is Rocky Lombardi. And if that name sounds familiar, it's because he was a quarterback at Michigan State. That's another Big Ten player who uh, made it to the Big Ten. Now he's dipping his toe in the MAC waters here, and he'll end up being an outstanding quarterback, I'm sure, in this conference here. He could be the quarterback that Thomas Hammock needs so bad in his third year. Uh, a lot of that youth here, like we say in our write-up, they're now potty trained. And I think this football team could make some noise again this year. <laughs> All right. And the one other thing I would say, Mark does a great job with coaching staffs, coordinators, all the recruits, all the information, but also the key little facets of their game be the undisciplined or very disciplined team. But again, Northern Illinois is a team, Mark, they don't settle for field goals or have not in the past, and if that's a trend that continues, it bodes well. 17 out of 18 times in the red zone last year, they cashed in number two in the country in overall red zone offense. So you've got a couple of teams inside this conference that sniff the end zone and find a way to get it in there. That In this case, one of them ended up being Northern Illinois, as we talk about. Let's move on to Toledo and an expected quarterback battle leading up to the start of the season here. Uh, Brian, this team is as deep as any team is in the country. Uh, as far as returning production rankings go, that are players that are coming back as starters, players that were on the 2D, players that actually played last year. There is no team with more returning production than Toledo in the entire nation. That's a lot to bring back inside of a MAC conference here, and it's going to probably vault them to the title game. A uh, football team that, uh, like I say, is loaded here. They've got Eli Peters. He started 14 games the past three years at the quarterback position here. He'll probably likely be that quarterback here again this year. Uh, if they have one Achilles heel, they were the worst team in the country in penalties per game last year. It's a little bit of a Florida State Willie Taggart type thing, but if they can overcome that, when you find a team as loaded as they are with returning experience, it always pays off the next year, and especially at the pay window. So remember that about Toledo. They're going to be a heavily bet football team this year. And again, Mark, we've been doing this stuff together have the good fortune to do these conference previews. It's, it's at least a decade. And the things in certain teams that stick with you from these previews, Toledo, and you watch them play when they're on TV, uh, you know, and you, you get a chance to watch them play. 
for a small conference, these guys are huge. Usually they have an incredible offensive line. And this year they've got an incredible defensive line. Toledo is really good in the trenches. Well, they're really loaded on defense. You always think about offense when it comes to Toledo, and they're going to have that once again this year. But their defense could end up being the strength of this football team here. Their defensive line has 10 returning letter winners. Just the line alone does. So, again, a lot to like about Toledo here. Holy cow, Toledo probably wins the MAC. Well, mark that one down. Mark said that, by the way, with conviction. Let's go to Western Michigan. Fifth season for Tim Lester at the helm. And listen, he's got something to work with here at the skill positions. There's no doubt about that. Yes, he does. Another one of these well-stocked football teams in the MAC. 19 starters coming back here and loaded at the skill positions, as you say. Caleb Ellaby, their quarterback, was number number two in the country behind Mac Jones and even ahead of Zach Wilson last year in what they call adjusted net yards per pass attempt last football season here. That's a big, big attribute to bring uh, here. Two of his top wide receivers are back. Four of his offensive linemen are back. That's the meat and the potatoes of a solid running game. And when you have a quarterback that does exactly what we're talking about, what Ellaby can do, uh, again, there's a lot to like about this Western Michigan team. You know, the simple fact of the matter is there's a lot of teams inside this particular division uh, that could end up stealing and winning this division. And I wouldn't be surprised in this East division here. You know, there's some good teams, uh, team to beat is uh, Toledo, but there's a lot of good other teams here that could surface and this could end up being another one of these teams when we're talking about here with Western Michigan. Hey, Mark, with Western Michigan, you know, P.J. Fleck left there, what, about four years ago now, went to Minnesota. It's not, yeah. are, are, are these guys that you're talking about, are they Fleck guys? How has the recruiting been since Fleck left? It seemed like he would be an energetic guy that would attract recruits. Well, that's a great question. Uh, Tim Lester is doing an adequate job. I don't. He wasn't doing anything close to what uh, PJ Fleck did because, you know, that's what made uh, put him head and shoulders above everybody else. But they rank in the upper half of recruiting here. They were 98th uh, overall last year, which sounds weak, but inside the MAC conference, it's not. So he, they continue to keep doing a nice job recruiting, and that's what ends up making Western Michigan in the talk for a college or for a division championship game or potential to win the division each year. So give Tim Lester his due. He's doing a nice job recruiting. Great information from Mark Lawrence. We told you, play Eastern Michigan off a loss on the road against the spread the following week. And I will throw this in. Western Michigan looks like a dead over team to me. You said they're loaded. And last year they gave up 34 points a game. Tell them about the playbook, Mark. Uh, all available right now in bookstores across America, Gambler's uh, Bookshop in Las Vegas, or if you can't get to any of them, you can track a copy down online at playbooksports.com. Spectacular information from our friend Mark Lawrence, playbooksports.com. Vegas Sportsbook Radio, back to Vegas in a moment. SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Putting a lid on our college edition of Vegas Sportsbook Radio Series Channel 204 and along the Sports Grid Radio Network, Kenny White's back with us from KennyWhiteSports.com. Kenny, I just I, one other little topic, and this is an intangible thing. Your magazine, the College uh, Power Ratings magazine for college and for the pros, 
we got players making money now, and some of them are making a lot of money in college football. Don't begrudge these kids anything, but you got to be careful. Some of these kids maybe get fat and happy. You hope that's not the case. Oh, boy, yeah. First of all, great job by Mark Lawrence. It's an outstanding job with the MAC Conference, and Mark always does a, a great job. Uh, the, yeah, this brings into a new wrinkle uh, into college football with players being paid, um, being able to endorse and use, use their likeness. Uh, I'm, I'm hearing stories. There's guys that are going to be making uh, uh, high six figures and maybe even to seven figures uh, before it's over. Uh, amazing. Um, I guess, you know, they were, there's guys been making a lot of money. I know that have uh, been getting paid on the side for years, but nothing like it's going to be now. So you're right. I always like to bet against people I see on TV all the time because I figure they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not focusing on their craft. They're doing something else and they're kind of fat and happy. Well, it's something to watch, and, and you, you hope uh, that we don't see that noticeable difference on the field, but it's something new. Tell them about the magazines, Kenny. KennyWhiteSports.com, but give them the lowdown on the magazines. Thank you, Brian. The uh, 2021 College Football Magazine, uh, College Football Power Ratings, 2021 Professional Football Power Ratings. Uh, there's over 9,000 player ratings in the college, over 2,000 in the professional. You get a team power rating, over and under numbers for both teams, uh, projected final scores in all games, and I rank the players in all positions. Uh, a lot of good charts in there, too, the books. I never mentioned there's point spread charts in there, push percentage charts, uh, under and over charts. So a lot of great information to help your sports betting out. The the book is meant for you to be a be your own odds maker, be your own line maker, make your own lines, compare to what's on the betting board. It's awesome. And I'm telling you, you can tell Kenny knows of what he speaks. KennyWhiteSports.com, Barnes & Noble, the Kenny White Sports, College and NFL Power Ratings Magazines. Always great fun, Kenny. Thank you. Thanks to Mark Lawrence. Thanks for joining us on Vegas Sportsbook Radio, our college football edition. Sirius Channel 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network.